Good morning and welcome to Race Industry Now, the tech and business webinar series from Epar Trade. I am Francis Savinia, the founder and CEO, and I see Judy King on screen. Good morning, Judy. She's the co-founder of Epar Trade. Good morning, both of you. Uh, this is a very special day today, Julie. We are uh, basically uh, producing number 100 of our tech and business webinar series, correct? Yep. I'm pretty amazed that we've reached 100 already. And we're just so thankful to all the speakers, industry leaders, and most importantly, all the attendees that have jumped on board. We're already scheduled through September, and we're already scheduling for six or excuse me, our uh, second annual race industry now later this year. Absolutely, yeah. We have a uh, uh, you know pretty uh, high demand for those tech webinars, and uh, part of the success of it is we have also wonderful hosts, and uh, we are joined this morning with Brad Gilly, who has been hosting quite uh, a numbers uh, of those webinars. Good morning, Brad. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're good, Francis. Judy, it's always great to see you as well. And gosh, really looking forward to today. This one's going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. So I'm getting a signal from our producer, Rick Keneski, and uh, we're going to be bringing on uh, on the screen um, the wonderful people from uh, New England uh, Polishing, as well as Rem Chemical. Uh, Chimico, uh, there they are. Absolutely. Good morning, Melissa. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I think Mike and Bob uh, should be joining us soon. So ah, I see them. You might have to unmute. Perfect, beautiful. So Brad Gilly, we'll let you take over. We'll see you in 55 minutes. All right. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, Judy. Really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone who is joining us right now. Uh, this one's going to be pretty exciting. The title of episode 100, which is awesome, is how improving surface finish can make any part better and faster. How to get the REM process performed on your parts today uh, by New England Gear Polishing and REM. And as you can see, we have actually a panel of four guests uh, each. We've got um, uh, Bob Bealey, uh, who's partner and sales manager at New England Gear Polishing. Tom Barrett, partner and production manager at New England Gear Polishing. Uh, Melissa, is it Cowell? I, I don't, okay, Perfect. Cowell. Good. I'm really typically bad at mispronouncing names. So uh, I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> Yay. Um, well, Melissa is the marketing manager at New England Gear Polishing and Mike Salerno, the uh, senior regional sales manager for REM Chemical. And uh, we're going to talk about the REM process today. We're going to talk about how it benefits you. We're going to talk about how if you're in the uh, parts manufacturing business or in the race industry, how uh, you could actually, you know, dive deep into the assets of the guests that we have on the panel here today and really improve your product and a lot of different options that this, uh, this could possibly afford you. As always, if you have any questions during the webinar, just type it into the chat and we'll do our best to get to as many of them as possible. And, um, and we'll just sort of kind of go one by one and direct questions to each one of you as needed. Uh, but if anyone needs to jump in and follow up on someone else's answer, by all means, please feel free to do so. Uh, we definitely want to make sure that we get the right message out and talk about exactly what you guys want to talk about today. So, um, and even though New England Gear Polishing is um, really presenting and sponsoring this one, um, let's start to talk about first um, the REM process. And Mike, if we could start with you about surface finish in general and uh, how it affects race car parts and everything that REM does in the REM process. Well, thank you, Brad. Um, 
Yes, REM is a pretty unique company because we are a family-owned business and we've been in uh, a business for 56 years right now. And what we've been able to do with our technology is improve the performance of parts by removing the imperfections on the surface. And that's done through a chemical mechanical vibratory process. We add our chemical products into the vibratory machine. Uh, the mechanical motion of the media uh, wiping the chemicals off allows the peaks to be removed on the surface, which thus uh, gives you a uh, wide plateaus and very narrow valleys on the surface. With that being said, by doing that, your lubrication layer um, for the components um, doesn't allow for a breakage in the lubrication layer. So your parts actually perform better, run faster, um, cooler operating temperature. Um, and most of our customers, which we've been in business for a long time with, uh, could attest to that. You know, when it comes to the racing industry, um, you know, especially if you're in a series where the rule book is very tight and tolerances are very tight, you don't really have a whole lot of a, a box that you can work out of. Um, you know, I know people start talking about, well, how can we improve what we have and how can we reduce friction and how can we do a lot of things? What exactly, you know, does the REM process do? You know, let's just say I bring you a raw part that I got from someone or if I'm a manufacturer and I want to improve mine um, once it goes through the REM process, what are the benefits? Well, again, the benefits are uh, longer life out of your component, reduced temperature, operating temperature, um, and again, the horsepower increase, fuel efficiency increase. And what we're able to do is we take that part when it's given to us and remove, again, all the imperfections on the surface. And uh, Bob, if we could jump in with you, New England Gear Polishing uses the REM process and you guys have a lot of great customers out there. And, and this, uh, this webinar is a little bit unique in that, you know, we're talking about the process, what REM does, what REM offers, but actually um, the people who facilitate this, the people like New England Gear Polishing who can actually do this for you. So Bob, give us an overview of what New England Gear Polishing does and what it's about. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, what... New England Gear Polish was set up to do was perform the REM process uh, for individual racers and uh, race teams. And basically, uh, whatever, you're, whatever you're trying to race, any, any part you're buying uh, can be made better. So we do the REM process on all kind of transmission parts, rear end parts, and engine parts too. But mainly I'd say most of our success comes in the driveline. Um, when you shift a REM processed transmission once, you'll always want to do it. It makes a big difference. We're going to cut the drag. Your car's going to run smoother. Um, and like Mike says, it's going to increase the dependability, the durability of the car. And we've seen, you know, racers tell us like, it, it's hard to get really precise information out of a racer after he's used your stuff. Uh, they tell us, hey, if we bring you back more stuff, it works, makes a difference. But they're not gonna tell us how good it is. But we do have, uh, you know, our own testing. We've seen like 30 degree uh, temperature reductions in the rear axle on um, road racer cars. Um, so that's, that's big. That's a lot of heat. 
And that could really extend the life of a guy that's trying to make it, you know, an endurance car. It's trying to make it last all year, maybe next year. And uh, so the benefits are real. Um, we, it, it's really hard. We have a lot of shiny stuff that we're gonna show you today, but it's kind of static. It's kind of hard to say, well, what does this really do? And so I have here my wife's, Melissa there, her most hated thing that we do, but wheel bearings are a, a big deal. And for us, we do a lot of them. And the biggest thing with them is something like this. We can actually show you, I hope this shows, this is what your wheel bearings are like, and this is what ours are like. So that shows you just a, what the rem finishing does just on something simple, like a wheel bearing. So if you put this through the whole car, the rear axle, carrier bearings, pinion bearings and the like, and then the bigger parts, the ring and pinion, the transmission gears, you're cutting all this drag out of the whole car. And uh, we have our most success with, like kind of Brad was alluding to, limited modification classes where you're not allowed to do a lot. You know, you have to run stock components or the like. Um, and always there's some guy that runs the same stuff you run, but he's got you by a fender or you're always looking at his back bumper. These are some of the tricks guys like that do. It's uh, difficult to do on your own. And that's why New England Gear Polish was set up. Not everybody can get their own REM set up. Uh, you know, if you're some big dollar NASCAR team, you're doing it in-house. But for the rest of us, that's what Gear Polish is set up for. And if you're a small manufacturer or you want to uh, have a premium line, you want to make your best parts a little better, um, maybe you work with us and we can, we can help you develop that premium line. And gear polish is set up, we've done it a few times. We started doing work for people and then they come to us and they say, hey, we're just sending you too much work. We, we can't keep sending this work out. Um, we got to do this in-house. We're happy to set you up with REM, bring you back over to Mike and say, here, you, you, know, you guys see the benefit. Obviously, it's, it's a big improvement for your parts. So yeah, bring it in-house, but always know that we're here for your overage, uh, downtime, whatever. Gear polish will always be able to, to uh, you know, get you out of the hole. And uh, so we're happy to do the work for individual racers teams we're also happy to do it for the manufacturers too and melissa i know you talk to people who who have had this process done to their parts you talk to a lot of racers what do they tell you uh definitely smoother is faster get that heat out get that cut that parasitic drag and just go i mean a lot of the guys that are doing wheel bearings love that you know they can push their car out of the trailer easily alone um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's something I can push a car around easily alone that, that we've done that to the wheel bearings. Uh, so really my, my thing from the marketing angle and from all the racers I've talked to and all the races we go to, um, smoother really is faster. And every time I post something on Instagram or Facebook, you know, I'm saying smoother is faster. In fact, I made them get another domain name as smoother is faster.com 
because that's truly the, the thing that I think everybody's um, got to remember. If, if there is something slowing you down or you think there is some way for you to gain that extra edge with the drivetrain, do it, polish it. The overall expense is minute compared to the performance in horsepower that you're going to gain. Tim, if I could have you jump in here too, uh, you know, as the uh, production manager at New England Gear Polish, when you see parts before they go in, you see parts after they come out. And Bob was just showing us a really nice, shiny gear. What does something like that look beforehand versus afterwards? Well, that's, that's the easy. We have a. Well, we have one. <laughs> we actually have a setup. We have a quick change. I don't know if you can see this. We have a quick, quick change gear. Uh, this is the before. This is the after. Um, we did a uh, profilometer reading on, on the before. It was in a 32 range. Um, and this is in a three range. So we've polished all the teeth. It's going to run cooler. It's going to run smoother. And it's going to run longer. And so if you can see this, um, you can see the difference. Um, yeah, it all depends on the part, how it comes out, um, how, how the heat treat. Um, we, we get parts in from people in all different forms. Um, and we inspect, I, we inspect everything coming in. Uh, we look for any damage, you know, between shipping or just parts that are pitted, you know, at that point we notify the customer where we think it's going to end up and we polish, do our thing. And then, um, we'll inspect after. And if it's a part that requires a profilometer readings, um, we'll take care of that. We'll, we'll make copies of that, send it to the customer. But, um, you know, other than that, we repack and everybody pretty much is very pleased with what they end up. And it's fairly inexpensive for, for the actual benefit that you get. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike or Bob, um, you know, when, when we see, you know, we see a raw part and we see a nice polished part and, you know, maybe people look at it and think, okay, how much material are you removing? You know, does the part change? Uh, good question. Actually, what we're going to do with that part is, again, Timmy referenced uh, RAs on a surface. Whatever it starts with, let's say it's a 32 or a 64, and I want to bring it down to a four micro finish, I have to take off that many micro inches on the surface to achieve that. So I'm going to take 60 micro inches off the surface if it starts at 64, which is going to bring me into less than one ten thousandths of metal removal on the surface. So with that being said, people go, well, if I have a bearing surface and it's, it's a press fed bearing, we tape the journals. And we do that on purpose because we can't control the bearings that they buy, what the, uh, what the different tolerances are. So just to be sure we do not touch those uh, particular surfaces. Okay, so basically when it's done, everything fits like it did and like it should. Is that fair to say? That is yes. correct. Okay. You know, um, Bob, you and I had a, a good opportunity, and Mike, you and I did as well yesterday to, to really talk about this. And, you know, it's real easy, uh, especially when we're doing these race industry now webinars to, you know, talk to racers, to talk to maybe they're engine builders, maybe they're people who build race cars, maybe they're just individual racers, whatever it might be, who are looking for something better, or maybe it's a distributor looking for new products. Um, but in this case, sure, people can come to you and say, hey, I've got this, I need this for me. But Bob, if we talk about really expanding this as well, 
if I'm a, if I'm a manufacturer, if I'm making ring and pinions or if I'm making any type of gear and I've got a great line of products out there right now, but maybe I want to offer an improved line. Maybe I want to go a, a premium line with what I do. This is something where I can get in touch with you guys, say at New England Gear Polish and say, what, what can you do for me? How can I get these products out there now to offer them to my customers? That's what we're looking for, Brad. We can really help somebody like that. If you want to take, you're making great parts, uh, but you want to start a premium line. Um, it's a lot of money to set up the rent process. If, if it, you know, if you have the economy for it, you're going to do it eventually. And we understand that. And that's where we really help. We can help get you to that point. We hope we make you so successful that you want to bring it in-house. Not really, but you know. So Bob, Maybe what's a lot of money? Yeah, what's a lot of money? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's 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 $50,000 for a, a race setup. That means equipment, chemicals, and uh, our setup time to go out there and train people how to use it. So if you okay. want to put it in-house in your shop, that's what it's going to cost. Yeah, so that that's about where you start. If you're a manufacturer and you're making parts and you just want to, I mean, I don't want to say it's just marketing, but if... Um, Hey, <laughs> because one thing, well, one thing we know is uh, you can talk to 10 racers, you can put the microphone in their face, say, do you know what the REM process is? They'll say, no, I don't know what you're talking about, but they all know. That's Everybody knows secret. what this is. Um, you know, we have a, a, my wife has a 54 Dodge panel truck that it's got New England gear polish on the side of it. And we have customers who say, don't you ever bring that truck to my shop. <laughs> You come in the back door, nobody knows that I do this, and you don't tell anybody. And um, we understand that. And it is something to make you, uh, you know, it can be your speed secret. But if you're, if you're looking at us, like, started talking about, you know, maybe making a premium line, this is something you can do. You work with us. It's not going to cost you much to try it out and try your marketing and get it out there and, uh, you know, let's work on getting you some samples and show it to your good customers and see what they think. And if they start liking it, we'll keep you supplied. And then when it grows to that point, you got it. But you can offer this to your customers at a very affordable price and uh, you can keep up. And it's kind of, this is all an arms race. You know, once these, all these manufacturers on the part trade, when they come out with new stuff, I mean, everybody starts buying it and their cars start going faster. So everybody else has to buy it. And this might be a chance for you to take your stuff and make it a little bit better. Yeah, and it makes sense. And, you know, um, certainly if you've got the uh, facilities and the ability to buy your own setup from REM, that's great. You know, you've got the, the $50,000 cost out front, plus then the cost of operating the equipment and all of that. But if this is something that you either you want to test the waters, maybe you're not that big. New England Gear Polish has all of the equipment already. And what kind of volume are you talking about? Um, you know, Bob, Melissa, Tim, you know, whenever someone is coming to you guys and saying, okay, Here's what I do, but I do a lot of this. What can I send you? What can you handle? What kind of return can I expect as far as from the time I send them out to the time I get back? Oh, let me take this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Marketing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, here we go. <laughs> we want everything. <laughs> no, um, really, we, we have a lot of product coming in every day to the shop. 
And uh, Tim, to his credit, does a fabulous job of our turnaround time is still averaging three to five business days. And there's an awful lot of Saturdays and an awful lot of Sundays and an awful lot of late nights because we've got great racing customers that'll say, I forgot to send this to you. I need this for Saturday. And, uh, you know, we may get it on Tuesday and we turn that around and they got it again on Thursday or Wednesday or Friday. (laughs) So we really, our capacity, um, right now, there's really no limit to our capacity. We have quite a few setups, um, uh, quite a few machines going at a time. Uh, the only thing that we may do is if it were an extremely large, uh, order or a, a, a regular order that comes in. Um, we may say, okay, as long as we have it by Monday, we'll have it out for you by Friday. Um, it's all just a part of scheduling. And Tim does a great job of that. And we are just excited whether you're sending us a pallet of parts or you are sending us the UPS box of parts. Um, we handle them all the same way and all of our customers get the same attention. So and it, it's really based, excuse me, right, on the customer's needs. Some customers will just continually feed. Yeah. Others, others want you know everything back as a finished lot. So it'll it's adjusted per customer base. But yeah, I mean our capacities. We have multiple different machines, different sizes, different types of machines. So that uh, you know it always starts slowly. Anyways, usually with any of the manufacturers, you know we have to prove it out to them, and then they have to do their marketing, and then it'll start to roll, and it'll it'll slowly build up. But we're, we're there for you and, and we can adjust. We have multiple machines that we, uh, on a daily basis, we run and others that we have, you know, capacity wise is there for, you know, second, third shifts if we need them. So basically, if I need to get something into my race car or if I need to get something to my distributors for their shelves, the turnaround time is uh, very, very quick and reasonable. Yes. 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 And All that's right. been that our customers commented in the beginning that they appreciated and we strive to keep that um, our standard so no, you know I know as a past racer that you know it's not always there's no real planning sometimes you know you fire it up you, you try to push it out of the garage something doesn't sound right it's you know Thursday night it's Friday night so we, we do have a lot of people that come and we, we try to ex- expedite, you know, within so many hours to get them on the, uh, back on the track. But, uh, you know, and, and that's, you know, who we are. We're, we're here for them, you know, in, in reference to even the manufacturers. Some days you're just, you know, you have to make a delivery. So, and we've been fortunate, you know, we're just short order cooks it sometimes, but, uh, you know, um, but that's who we are and what we do. Racers helping racers. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Bob, did you want to jump in on that? Yeah. Um, and also we've kind of made wheel bearings a, a product line because that's something, especially now that the tracks are open, um, you know, you set the car up and then you, you know, your driver swears he's not going to smack the wall, but he smacks the wall and you break a hub or whatever. Um, we've got all your bearings for, legend cars, midget cars, uh, wide fives, five by fives. We've got all that stuff done in stock, ready to ship right away. And, um, you know, we, in the off season, of course, we try to stay ahead and, and uh, ship so you can set the car up. But this time of year, when we get the call, it's normally 
this is going to be red labeled to Texas or or Oklahoma or so, you know somebody messed up, but we try to we try to keep all that stuff in stock. So this wheel bearings kind of become a product line for us, and that's something we can store. The rest of the stuff it's your parts, so we you know we we had to have the quick turnaround time because you have the parts. You got to get them to us. We got to knock it out and get it back to you. And um, you know, having a bearings helps because sometimes uh, Mr. Timken is not in stock um, very often. So we try to load up and have that stuff so our guys can get the best stuff. And um, you know, the turnaround on our ring and pinions and the transmissions and all. Say so we we're ready for it. What's well, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Bob. There are a couple of questions from the chat that, that I think are worth getting to as well. Um, we had one sent by email. Uh, if my customer asks what they should be looking to do first, should they start with the transmission, the rear gears, the wheel bearings? Is there, you know, if I've got to make a choice on where I go, where do I go? All of the above. <laughs> um, we, if you're, um, it, it depends on what kind of racer it is. Uh, and yeah, it's very hard to tell somebody we're going to go bumper to bumper on this thing for you. Um, so you start somewhere. Uh, a lot of guys start with the wheel bearings and they say, wow, you know, in the third turn, I took my foot off the gas, car didn't slow down, I had to hit the brakes. Uh, so a lot of cars have a lot of drag and friction on them. Um, not everybody can rebuild a rear or a transmission. Um, we deal with those kind of people on a daily basis. And, and we really, we, we like that because a lot of this stuff is complicated. So we like working with the professional shops and we add our expertise to what they do and they can put out a dynamite product. So if you had to start, I would say, if you're a transmission shop, of course, that's where you're gonna start. Driveline, there's a lot of drag in the driveline that people don't realize. Um, you know, if you've got some 4,000 horsepower pro mod car, you might say, well, you know, it's yeah, a couple of horsepower, but um, mm -hmm. most people don't have that. Most people have a 250 to 500 horsepower um, circle track or drag car and they're trying to have some fun and maybe have it live, you know, through the whole season. And uh, our kind of products are perfect for those kind of cars too. So Bob, let me put in a little two cents on that one. Um, when we first started in the racing industry, Tex Powell from Tex Racing came up to us and he's very skeptical. He said, show me what you got. Got these shiny gears, show me what you got, right? I'm like, okay. Um, he sent me two ring and pinions and two transmission sets. He said he was gonna do side-by-side -side dyno test for us and for him. I sent the parts back. He called me up all excited, he goes, Mike, because I can't get the ring and pinions to break in. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I can't get them to heat up. And I said, perfect. He goes, what do you mean perfect? I said, they're already broken in. He put them on a dyno um, side by side with his stock set to our set, um, 11 horsepower at the rear wheels right away. Next day I had a truck full of parts from his <laughs> facility and my facility he goes, I'm gonna have my driver wait for Brainy's back. So with that happened, Texas was one of my first guys to, to go into NASCAR and the circle track guys with doing transmission rear end components. And like Bob said, if you have your car apart, wheel bearings, definitely very easy to do. 
biggest bang you're going to get out of is ring and pinion and transmission. Right. Okay. Um, another question, can you apply uh, super finishing to any parts, you know, when it comes to the micro polishing and everything? No, you want to take that? I've got that one. Uh, yes, there you go. <laughs> Two-part two answer. Ferrous stainless steel titanium components, yes. Non-ferrous aluminum, uh, bronze, um, our chemistries are not made to work on those parts. We will help finish them but they're not going to have the super finish texture that we provide. Okay, that's fair, which also answers the other question because someone did ask about aluminum uh, and titanium parts. You know, um, a lot of times when it comes to racers and you're talking about something, yes, they want to go fast. They want something that someone else doesn't have or something better. Um, but the questions become, you know, um, how does this benefit me? Um, what are the cons? If there are pros, what are the cons, if any? And then how much, <laughs> you know, what's it, is this going to be worth it to me? How do you answer that? Yeah, we take that. Um, the con is you got to wait for three to five days to get the magic back. That's the con. Um, you know, and the, the other part of that is basically if your sanctioning body does not allow REM, that's the right. other con. And right. we have been thrown out of a couple different um, racing venues because they were closed box transmissions and a inspector deemed that Ram was not fair, which was good because I offered to do the whole series, everybody's transmissions for free. And you know what, next year we got written back into rules. So <laughs> <Yeah>. we're <laughs> pretty good. Nice. No, that, that, and that's wonderful. You know, um, I mean, if, if it makes a difference and again, if it makes a difference, it's one thing if, um, you know, I want to take apart what I have, or maybe if I'm changing parts and send them to you, it's another thing, like we were talking about, if I could just buy them off the shelf, if I could buy them from uh, my supplier, my distributor, whomever it might be, which again, mm -hmm. goes back to the people who are manufacturing these parts to say, hey, um, you know, uh, you know, Bob and Tim and Melissa, can I come to you guys and send you a shipment? And, you know, what can I do for that? Uh, you know, if you're dealing with a couple of different types of customers, the racer who wants mm -hmm. to get this on his or her race car versus the manufacturer, you know, um, when we start talking about doing business with people and, and how these things work, now I'm going to be sending you things on a weekly basis versus me sending you something at the beginning or the end of the season, you know, um, just talk about, you know, just establishing that relationship when it comes to working with you guys. I just want to add one quick thing before they answer this. One of the things that we do that a lot of our customers take advantage of is if you're setting up your rear and you're ordering a new ring and pinion, you can have that drop ship directly to us. Just notify us, let us know it's on its way. When it gets there, we'll send you a text or give you a call, whichever you prefer, tell you we got your ring and pinion and when, you know, what our turnaround time is going to be, if it's three days or four days. Um, and then we will notify you when we're going to ship that ring and pinion back out to you. So that is something that a lot of customers take advantage of. Um, you know, just have that one shipping from the manufacturer to us, and then you have the one from us back to them. So from the production end of this, can you please notify us that you're sending it? Oh, yeah. Because we get ring and pins <laughs> that show up or, or crankshafts and uh, we're like, nice is the you know but we don't know who it came from other than the manufacturer so <laughs> if we can definitely get a, a somebody drop us a line and yeah. let us know it's coming it, it's very beneficial to turnaround time that is important <laughs> you know we laugh, but 
I can see that. But it's, it's interesting, too, though, because, you know, we're here talking about, hey, um, you get this micro polishing done, you put your parts and you go through the rim process and everything. It's, it's going to make things faster. It's going to make them work better. It's going to make them last longer, all of those other things. But then I also see these shiny parts and think to myself, you know, there's probably a lot of people, uh, you know, automotively who would just like to make their parts shiny, whether or not they uh, are touching another part or anything like that. You run into that, you find people going, hey, I've got this. I don't want to chrome it. I don't want to do this, but I'd sure like to make it look like those gears do. Well, we do, we yes. do have requests for that. Um, but remember, if it's a steel component, it still at some point will get corrosion on it. The reason why they put the, the chrome on it is to protect the component itself. Um, with that being said, we have a lot of customers now who basically rem finish and then they'll put some other hard coating on it after. Because if you put a hard coating on the surface before you rem it, the coating's so hard, you're never gonna remove the peaks that you have. So they have to start with a good surface. And that in, in turn helps that part perform better or longer. That makes sense. All right, and, another, oh, go ahead, Bob, sorry. sorry no, uh, and we do get the occasional, like, oh, it's too pretty to put in the motor. And we always say, you know, we'll give you two for one special. You want to pull one up on the mantle? We've got stuff on our mantle. I mean, that's, that's our mantle behind uh, my wife there. And see, we, we keep the stuff out there. It looks pretty sharp. Um, but yeah, we occasionally get that. But uh, mainly our stuff gets hidden. Um, I don't know if you're going to, Mike wants to talk about the REM black coating. Right. Uh, Please. REM, REM black is a very unique uh, component. Uh, if people look at it, they say, well, what's REM black? It's the same surface with a uh, coating put on there. And it's not a hard coating. It's a soft coating. And it was developed basically for the military. We were given a project that said, um, when we lose oil in one of our ground vehicles, we would like to have our uh, soldiers be able to get out of harm's way. And when they used to lose the oil in the transmissions due to breakage or um, them getting shot at or whatever, they would have about a quarter mile radius for their soldiers to get out of that ground vehicle move. By putting this coating on the surface, we increased it to a one mile radius, which gives them more chances of survivability, which is really what the, the military uh, asked us to do. And the unique part about the coating is it looks like a sponge underneath the microscope. So if your part touches another, your gear touches another gear in here, you're gonna have a little light wear mark right where it touches it right across the face, but all around it, you got these sponge pockets of oil. So even if you're out of oil, it, oil keeps feeding that area until the component melts fails. Um, nice project we did. It took five years for the military finally to release it so I could send it to the public. And that was when I put it out at the first PRI show and everybody's like, what's Ram Black? What's it do? What's it doing? I'm trying to explain to guys. And, you know, I have people that swear by and I have people that say, ah, it doesn't work. But the problem that people thought was that they could take this part, run less oil in the rear ends and make it last, it wasn't made to do that. So that instead of their normal uh, 28 ounces of oil, they were trying to run eight ounces of oil in it. And it, of course they were burning the bearings up and everything else. So that's how REM Black works. Wow, that's pretty That's pretty awesome actually. Uh, another question from the chat, uh, have there been any developments to the REM process that can allow it to be used on localized areas of a large part? For example, 
only the crank journals versus the entire crankshaft. I got it. Yes, of yeah. course. Yeah. I mean, we we can cover any component. We have a uh, process aids uh, department down at our Texas facility that builds custom tooling that will cover any area that you don't want finished. Yeah, we we match off all the bearing journals anyways on a crankshaft or any you know, shaft in a transmission, wherever the bearings ride, we don't cut those because of we don't want to change the size for the press on bearings. So yeah, we, we can pretty be pretty selective of where we uh, do the rim process on a part. We uh, yeah, so um yeah, we can we can mask off certain areas and uh, say like anything like a journal we don't want to touch. Um, where the bearing goes, it'll when you get it back, it'll be shiny because we still burnish it, but it hasn't been the, the cut process. The, the cut part of the rim is not going to affect it. So this is this is what I'm going to show you. This is a pinion gear right here. You can see it's all shiny up on the top, and here's the uh, working surface, which is not rim. That was achieved by doing this. And that's tooling. So by, we could cover any area. And this is what we call hard tooling. Um, Timmy uses more disposable tooling, which means it used once and you throw it away. This is because it's a, uh, a recurring job that comes in every month or so we made hard tooling for it. Uh, a question here, uh, REM versus DLC? Two different, two different uh, components, yeah. two different things. You know, DLC is, is to put a harder coating on your already hard gear to make it perform better. Um, REM does the uh, basically the opposite. We do the refinement on the gear to make it perform better. They, if they were to do both, they would get better benefits. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that, that makes sense. You know, and it's interesting too. A lot of what we're talking about is obviously racers. And here today, we're also talking about how manufacturers can benefit, uh, you know, with this process and how you could really even make it simple by going through New England gear polish to just send them everything that you have. Um, but for someone who asks, okay, what does it do? What happens to my part? And Mike, I know you had talked about, you know, knocking down the peaks and having plateaus and all of those things. But, you know, I give you a part once I get it back. What can you tell us about what happens in between? You mean the, the chemical reaction? Is yeah, you know, just like, yeah, like, what are you doing to my part? You know, okay. it, like, if someone's concerned about, okay, is this going to, again, I know we said the cons are, you might have to wait three days to get it back, or you might have a racing series that doesn't uh, allow it in their rule book. But if I'm, if I have any concerns with uh, this impacting the strength of my part or, or different things that the parts designed to do, is there anything that I should be concerned with? Okay. Um, great question. What we do to the surface is we put a micron thick layer of product on its surface, which is wiped off by the media and the vibratory ball. So what happens is our chemical is non-affected on your surface. It doesn't impart hydrogen embrittlement. It doesn't take the hardness away. It doesn't remove any of its tensile strength that you already have on the component. All we're doing is removing one for one, one micron of steel or stainless steel off the surface, wiping it off, redepositing chemical on it, wiping it off, go back and forth, back and forth till we get to the desired surface uh, finish or RA number. 
Um, we currently are listed on uh, multiple helicopter transmissions. Uh, NASA uses us, the space shuttle components use us. If we had any type of metal fatigue that would occur with our process, I'm sure that we wouldn't be uh, in those industries. Okay. Um, you know, we were talking yesterday, Bob, a lot about um, different racing series, you know, NASCAR teams, um, you know, how they're doing some of this thing, these things in-house and basically just finding the small advantage. You know, one thing I always like to talk about, um, you know, obviously to learn exactly about how this works from Mike, to talk about the process of what you guys do at New England Gear Polish with you, Bob and, and Melissa and Tim, but, but outside testimonials, you know, people who are using this and what they're doing in the real world, who's truly applying this to their race cars, to their parts and, and the benefits that they're seeing. And it, it, you keep talking about, Hey, don't pull that truck out in front of my shop. I don't want people to <laughs> see you or, or don't pull into the racetrack. I don't want people to know what I've got. Um, you know, yeah. give us some examples of what's out there in the real world. Sure. Um, there's a one quick benefit we see this time of year um, is the, off-roaders and the four by four guys. Um, they, we deal with a lot of those four wheel drive shops and um, these guys like to put the 38 inch and 40 inch tires on their Toyota or their, their off-road machine and um, kills the torque. So they have to re-gear. <clears throat> um, the four wheel drive shops always lament that they always get uh, comebacks for worn out gears because these guys won't break them in correctly because I guess it's just too much fun when you get it, when you get it back from the shop to want to go out there and probably the first stoplight whack it and they start beating on these things right away. The REM process breaks the gear in. So we don't ever, you know, if the manufacturer says we want to see this uh, three heat cycles uh, before this thing goes over 50 miles an hour, we never say don't do that, but they also, there's not a cop in your back seat watching you not do it. So the four wheel drive shops like this, because it eliminates a lot of that comeback stuff because the guy didn't get a chance, you know, the gear was already broken in. Same thing happens at the racetrack too. You know, you, you put a car out on a track, uh, you know, you've got a new motor or you've got a new transmission or rear. You don't have, you can't drive it around for a couple hundred miles and, and get the thing broke in. Uh, you, you know, you've got to get out there and whack the throttle. It's time to win. Uh, so having all the components broke in and ready to race is very important. And we hear a lot of that. Um, flat tap of camshafts are big problems for people on break-in now. I think there's a lot of that from uh, not understanding the oil and some other things and maybe 20 years of roller cam. So it may be being a little out of practice breaking in a flat tap of cam, but uh, we're actually doing one of our motors right now for our personal stuff. And uh, we rem the cam and we're gonna videotape starting it up, but we know it's we're not gonna wipe out a load. We're gonna be, you know, do all the break-in stuff, but we know it's going to go together right and it's going to start right up and and so you got maybe a little more peace of mind and uh so eliminating the break-in is a big deal you know on the dyno they say it's hard for us to get 
we're putting some of our own stuff together because it's really hard to get those kind of numbers out of a racer. Um, we had a guy say, yeah, you know, you took 10 degrees of oil temperature out when we did uh, a valve train. And the guy, I said, well, is that enough? Is that a lot? He goes, oh, that, that's, that's a big deal. Um, that's a big deal for me. That obviously shows you took the friction out of it. So it's, the benefits are there. I say real world, and they say, we're, we're very skeptical too. You know, like maybe, uh, you know, you set the rear end with, up with, with the new gears and the car's flying, it's phenomenal. Oh, maybe the last setup wasn't so good. So we don't take all, you know, maybe you just set it up right this time too. But we've seen the results happen too much and we've got too many repeat customers to think that it doesn't help. And the guys think it's worth it. We're pretty affordable. Uh, I can tell you like a, you know, retail situation, we get a hundred bucks for a ring and pinion. So it's not a lot, um, you know, two or more, the price goes down. Um, we are a REM authorized job shop. So we have to list, list price, but we can, we can make deals. And uh, it's kind of like how, you know, how big are you? Uh, how much stuff do you have to do? It's not a cheap process. It's, it's expensive to run it, to do it right the way we do it. Uh, so we stick to that. We see this is, this is what it has to be to get the results we give you. But uh, it's, it's very affordable for the performance advantage you get. We see a lot of advantage in motorcycles mm -hmm. too. We, we do a lot of motorcycle transmissions and uh, between the reduction in heat and the longevity of the parts, it seems to be, um, you know, catching on more and more. Once once we do so, one one person in a group's transmission and they see how it shifts and and what the benefits are, we all of a sudden start getting three or four from that that Facebook group or what or just local club. And the drag bikes really like the. Um, like the performance of a REM transmission, so. I like that. See, I, I, I ride a, a BMW boxer motorcycle like all around the country, literally. Oh. I've ridden through Middletown, Connecticut and all of that. But it's funny, like you start to hear other riders talk about the the, the, the agricultural uh, feel of the transmission and things like that. Bob was trying to get me to take mine apart yesterday, by the way. Oh, well, I'm not see, there yet. <laughs> are when you, you are ready, give us a call. Yeah, right, just it's a mate. Just, just send it and we'll take care of it for you. We do it. Actually, we do a lot of BMW transmissions. We do. Yeah. So. Guys, also, I do currently, um, I do, REM does. We do a lot of super uh, cross transmissions and motocross transmissions because of the ease of shifting. You know, a lot of these guys, um, again, friction reduction, uh, they like it. But they're also getting longer life out of the transmissions where they usually no, normally have to break them after four races. They're breaking them after eight. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, again, when you when you put your oil in, besides the uh, the clutch plates wearing out, there's no metal debris at all in the, around the drain plugs or in the, the magnet themselves. So we've got a lot of people out there, like Bob was alluding to. A um, couple of years back, you had... Roush. And it seemed that Roush always won all the, the fuel races. Why did they win the fuel races? Same reason Bob said, coast in and out of the corners. You don't need as much horsepower to step on to get to get that 
car moving again after you know that was their trek and that's what they did you know and we've had the other teams we have the chevy teams that have done different stuff to make their cars faster in nascar so it's 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 what each team could derive out of what we offer to them you know um we do engine blocks for certain teams the whole engine block is done because they would hand polish the internals to get rid of the cavitation in there for the oil and that gives you horsepower. I'm not an engine builder, but they're telling me it makes a difference. And they do X amount of blocks every month for whether it's a lease team or it's their own internal team. And they continue, continually do it. I mean, we've been doing that for about eight years now. And two of the teams uh, use it and the other teams don't. So, you know, it's, it's preference, basically. I am curious about this, and, and maybe this applies, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Um, but if if my parts have gone through the REM process, does that make it any easier as I'm maintenancing um, and I'm inspecting parts or anything like that to notice when there might be a defect, to notice before I have actually more of a catastrophic problem, um, to be able to see that? Or, or does that even come into play at all once the REM system has um, been done through it? Yes, you, you could inspect your parts a lot easier because the surface is more continuous with the REM finish instead of your ground surface, which has light, dark spots on it. If you have uh, gear pitting starting to come up and you look at that part, you'll be able to see it right away. Um, but the other thing that we also learned too is the maintenance on the transmissions. You know, the larger teams, every week the transmissions would come apart and then they'd throw the gears away and this and that. They started to recycle the gears because we could do a short rem cycle on them and reuse them. They, it, even though the overall appearance was different, they just wanted to refresh the gears. So they were able to reuse their gears up to three times before they gave it to or sold it online to somebody else. Wow. Uh, and that's really not bad. I mean, you know, you were talking about the cost uh, just a minute ago, Bob, and I think to myself, okay, yeah, but if this gets me, you know, uh, 50, 100, 200% more longevity out of what I'm doing, plus I get a performance advantage, you know, it, to me, then it doesn't really cost much at all. <laughs> In fact, it probably saves money ultimately. Correct. Yes. That's the right way to think about it. Yeah. Uh, another quick question from the chat. It says, what kinds of parts are REM processed by OEMs in large volumes? Um, like volumes of 50 to 500,000 a year. Are there, are there any uh, large manufacturers um, that, that this is part of their manufacturing process? Yes. Um, two types of, of manufacturing. We do he heavy industry, uh, commercial vehicles, and also uh, marine applications. For the uh, commercial slash public uh, domain, mostly it's the valve springs and uh, ring and pinions. For the marine applications, it's the camshafts, uh, all of their, uh, if they have outdrives, it's the outdrive uh, uh, gear components that they have in there. And the heavy industry is every component on that truck. We're talking the big, we're talking the big uh, trucks that go into quarries and stuff like that. We do the knuckles for the steering, we do the camshafts, we do the drive shafts, we do the bearings, everything gets done. Wow. 
And I mean, obviously, uh, you know, these are things that have been proven out uh, over trial and error, I'm sure, and, and a lot. You know, Bob, it's interesting to me, and you'd mentioned the Legends cars, and, you know, you're sitting there with wheel bearings right there with just a great example of one that doesn't spin really and one that does spin. Um, some of my background in racing, actually, um, you know, back when I was in Texas, was literally running the series across there. And I, and I think in terms of those, but you might be running late models, you might be running dirt, you might be running whatever, but it seems like any type of weekly, local series, whatever it might be, everyone ends up figuring out the setup that works for their track, the gear I need to use, the camera, the this, the that. Um, but where do they find a difference? You know, um, and sometimes they find a difference in literally what's connecting the steering wheel to the gas pedal. That might be the bigger difference. But when all of a sudden you get a lot of people going the same speed, how am I going to find more? To me, this seems like the best answer. Well, thanks for saying that, Brad. That, that's what we think. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's always in a any kind of class that you race in, there's always that one guy that's out front. Um, if there's a pack, then you know that's good. You're all reading the same magazines, or you know you're all buying the same parts, and the car's going to do what it does, and that's fun. But there's always that one or two guys that got you by a fender, or you're always reading the New England Gear Polish sticker on their back bumper. And he said, maybe that's somebody I got to talk to. So there's lots well, of tricks. There are lots of tricks and we're just one of them, but we're an affordable trick and you get a little more power, but if we can make your stuff last longer, that's going to keep you on the track ultimately longer than maybe what the wife is, was going to let you, you know, because the stuff doesn't break. And we've had lots of people have come to us um, a guy lost a big race. The, the uh, transmission shattered in the finals. And he says, there's a lot of money on the line. And my stock components just gave up. They gave up, like I made it clear to the final. And that's when it broke. And I'm not going to let that happen again. So, uh, you know, everything has to get done for this guy now. And he's made it a year and a half. Of course, last year he didn't race as much as he probably did the year that he broke, but the car is very quick. He wins races and he feels a lot better about what he did because he did something to fight, you know, what's ultimately is metal fatigue. Mm -hmm. So if you can keep the temperature out of it, maybe it'll last that little bit longer <laughs> or a lot longer. Hey. <laughs> You, you got the message, smoother is faster. And <laughs> as long as you guys go away from this webinar with that message and you remember Rem and New England gear polish, my work is done. I can throw the mic down and walk away now. <laughs> hey, as, as a local racer, um, two things. I see, you know, being able to add this to your vehicle at a very inexpensive cost and you can do this in stages you can start with the wheel bearings you can start with whatever is broke like mike says you know if you're tearing down the transmission then it's time to send the gears to us if you're doing the rear it's time to send the gears and it's really affordable i raced you know on a shoestring over my years and you know it is something that you can do in stages and just get the advantage of but you're correct when you're running in these bull rings that you know, you have 30 cars running within four tenths of a second to qualify. You need something to make the advantage. And 
you'd be amazed even just the changing the wheel bearings or just doing the rear you know if if you can't you know that's some place to start but mm -hmm. as mike says you're going to get more advantage out of doing the, the tranny in the rear but uh it, it is inexpensive compared to spending tens of thousands of dollars to you know upgrading motors and different things and just to recap real quick and what we're talking about here uh, with Bob and Tim and Melissa with New England Gear Polishing Light, if you're a racer or again, if you're a manufacturer, you know, you're always trying to come up with something new, something new to sell to your customers. You can sell an upgrade. You can sell already, uh, you know, parts that have already gone through this REM process and package them and sell those. And, and, and that's a great premium. And you can do that through New England Gear Polishing. And the process is the REM process, which is why Mike is here uh, to have talked about that and exactly what it is and exactly what it does. So um, to me, this is really a win-win for everyone. And we really appreciate you coming on here and telling the story today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate just you having us. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Definitely appreciate it. Great. Great, to help. Great webinar. Uh, thank you very much. It has been recorded and it will be posted uh, later today on the ePortrait platform as well as on our YouTube channel and uh, our social media platform. Uh, we will be back next uh, Wednesday. We're going to have a double feature with our good friends from racer.com. Uh, so we are going to talk uh, um, engine um, uh, management system with fuel tech at nine o'clock and then we're going to have a special indy 500 uh with uh, uh, the great people from racer.com with paul fanner and marshall pruitt and we have some special uh, uh guests uh, that are going to be announced in the meantime we have pushed uh the um new england's product uh back on the homepage of epar trade we uh you know get together once a week uh on wednesdays but the epar trade platform is right there open 24 7 365 uh, worldwide so please go on ePortrade any day anytime uh, you want uh, you'll be able to connect with suppliers and buyers from absolutely around the globe correct judy and we have new products and new content every day on the platform as well as over 100 of those tech webinars uh, uh, that you can watch any given time so thank you very much, and uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, see you again uh, soon. Okay, have a great day. Thank you, thank you all. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye.